Hey guys, I'm gonna start answering all your marketing questions and concerns on here. I'm gonna give you quick bite-sized actionable marketing strategies and tactics that will help you attract new patients immediately and grow your practice. Every Monday, a short episode will come out and each month we will be covering a topic. Topics like ground marketing, Google AdWords, internal marketing, reputation management, and more. And I will have experts, agencies, and professionals give us step-by-step instructions you can easily implement. What you're listening to will be actionable steps you can do today. No strings attached. And then you will see the results. So without further delay, let's get into our Monday morning marketing episode. Hey Gabe, so talk to us. Tell me one or a couple ground marketing tactics or strategies that you know can definitely help other practice owners out if we were to implement it today. Sure, Michael. So you approached me about this and asked about how to market yourself to specialty providers, uh, specifically, I think like speech therapist, OT, occupational therapy, food therapist, even in our area. And as a pediatric dentist, I got to represent the tooth. Okay. So I got to represent the tooth. I'm wearing the tooth shirt today because obviously we got to defend the tooth. I like that. Um, I'll let you know, it kind of is something that kind of happened upon my accident and it had to do with my own son. So when my son was 18 months old, went to his pediatrician and we had our follow-up appointment that you'd have around a year to two years. And the pediatrician's like, yeah, he's just not making his goals. He's falling behind. He's not where he needs to be in speech. Um, we would get him a referral. Go see a speech therapist. Go see a occupational therapist. Go see an early intervention specialist. All these specialists. And I'm like, as a father, I was like, oh, my God. I failed my child. They're not even three. And I'm having to go see all these therapists. And that's how I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And I met these therapists and started talking with them. and Completely changed my view on how as a pediatric dentist, I can work with therapists because they see kids. Yeah. They see kids with special healthcare needs. They see kids with social needs. They see kids with speech delays. They see kids with occupational issues and around the mouth, there's a lot of, you know, motor oral sensory type of things that some children need help with. And when you find the right therapist, it can really help your child grow. And so we got hooked up with some great therapists. One who's actually a personal friend of mine now that I still work with a lot in my area and hang out with even outside of work because he's just a great guy. We both have kids the same age. He's fantastic. So for me, it was watching the speech therapist, watching the occupational therapist and the early intervention specialist work with my son at home. Mm-hmm. That really started getting me thinking, okay, you know, this is somewhere where I can go ahead and market myself because we're all seeing pediatric cohorts, right? We all are working with children. This could be an avenue of exploring that. And it wasn't until I went to a course up in Greenville, uh, South Carolina, that was organized by Dr. Ann Bynum. Mm-hmm. And there's a, tar- there's a course called Plot the Tot. and has to do a lot with phrenectomies and tongue ties and stuff. And I kind of know a lot about tongue ties and restrictive oral tissues before I went there. But when I went to that course, they really made a big push on having this team approach of speech therapists, occupational therapists, sleep you know, doctors, and other things to help treat children with these and it started making me think, you know, I've been looking at the avenues of marketing way too narrowly. I need to open yeah. my mind up here. And so when I came back from that course, I set up time to talk to my son's speech therapist and we sat down and we just had lunch together. And I was like, Hey, you know, let me take you to lunch. I want to meet you. I want to get to know you a little better because I'm a pediatric dentist in your area. And occasionally kids need procedures done. So there was an ulterior motive. 
I just sat down with him and met him and got to talk with him. Really awesome guy. His name is Guy. Uh, and so we got down, we had lunch, we started talking about, you know, our values and our goals and we kind of just hit it off. And so I was like, okay, that was really super easy. Like that wasn't so bad. I can yeah. totally do this. So then I reached out to his occupational therapist and she was like, oh, well, you know, I'm part of a big, massive group in your area. And let me go ahead and get some of your business cards and I'll bring them to the center and I'll let parents have them and things like that. Um, because many of these parents that bring their children there have children that are either have sensory processing disorders, a very common diagnosis for children going to occupational therapy, can be low motor, motor tone, um, low motor core issues, other things of that nature. And so mm -hmm. they're looking for pediatric nose because many times their genitals are just not comfortable seeing those patients with sensory processing disorder, the bright lights of a dental office. The pediatric dental office can be a really great place for them to feel comfortable. And so I started getting a few patients just like here and there, like, you know, kind of hit and miss. And I finally spoke to a mom afterwards and I was like, hey, you know, you brought us your child. They needed treatment done. We're working with your child. We do a lot of things called happy visits in our office where we get kids comfortable with coming. So they don't do any treatment. They just come in the office. They get to view the office and they get to kind of see it and meet me, maybe pick out a prize or something like that. And it gets them comfortable coming to the office. And I think a lot of pediatric dentists do that. And when you have a small private office, you can do that. When you have a larger group, sometimes you don't always have the ability to do that. Um, at least I found that when I worked for other people, I didn't have the ability to do that as much. Mm -hmm. um, and so I said, hey, you know, Mrs. Smith, and it's not her name, they changed it, but and Mrs. Yeah. Smith, you enjoyed your experience with your son, Johnny. Is there anything that I can do to help you or help other friends within your community who are being seen by the same occupational therapist to go ahead and help them because she mentioned, you know, you guys are so special and unique with my child. I want to see about having my friends come here. I was like, let me tell you what, I'm going to set you up. Okay. And I gave her these brochures about our practice. I had cards made up that were little four by six cards and I created QR codes on the back of them with a printer and the parent gets the card and it's just small enough to actually fit in their hand. And if they want to make an appointment, scan it with their smartphone, they can make an appointment online with us or they can learn about the practice and it's mm -hmm. all right. And I gave her a bunch of those attached with a bunch of lollipops. Okay. Yeah. I know we'll get into that later, but I, I gave that to her and she used them all up and she yeah. came back like, I need more. And I was like, okay. So you know, we started like getting more and more. And so I started to go ahead and reach out. And then one time I got this patient on my schedule. I tried to check my schedule a few days in advance and I was like, okay, who is this place? I don't know who this person is. Like, why are they referring to me? I don't know who they are. And it turns out I was a speech therapist who had a friend, another speech therapy group that I worked with in the past and work with still. And she moved to another practice, another group. And she's like, I remember your name and I wanted to refer a patient to you. And I'm like, okay. And so I started looking at this group and I just went and met them last Friday and kind of, you know, introduced myself to them and met them at the office and say, Hey, look, you know, I'm interested in getting to know you guys, all of your therapists here, because mm -hmm. they have about, I think it's 10, 10 different therapists within their groups. They're a really big group in the area. And I said, Hey, I'm, I'm a pediatric dentist and I provide, you know, services of X, Y, Z, whatever those services are. And they said, Oh, well, we really need Y, which happened to be phrenectomies. And they're really looking for somebody to do them because it's a service that sometimes if there is a restrictive, and I don't want to get too much in the science of everything that gets bogged down, but if there is an issue with that, many times it requires a provider. The two mm -hmm. options for doing that are ENTs in our area mm -hmm. and or um, P 
pediatric dentists or general dentists, people who are comfortable doing it. And um, in our area alone, we don't see a lot of great results from ENTs and parents have a lot of issues even after the procedure is done. And so we kind of have a different approach to it. And so because of that, speech therapist knows about that and they can say, hey, look, there's a pediatric dentist who's going to work with us. And we communicate very heavily back and forth with our, our groups about that. But it's about reaching out and getting to just know somebody and say, hey, look, can we sit down? Can we have time to talk? Because some people, if you just like drop off cookies, drop off a card, they may be like, okay, that was nice. You know, this is great. But when they start to actually put a face to your name and they hear back from parents who are like, oh my God, I had a great experience. It was fantastic. You know, and we really encourage our parents to post reviews that they had a great experience. We ask them, hey, if you had a great review, you know, please go ahead and talk about it. And they do. And other parents start reading about that. And then there's a couple of Facebook groups that I've joined recently about, you know, um, providers and parents and therapists who treat tethered oral tissues. So I joined that group and there's some interesting rules in that Facebook group. You can't promote yourself Mm -hmm. um, directly, but you can tell people where you are and kind of just say, I'm here and you can look me up. And that's kind of been nice because a lot of parents for us, that's been an avenue of connection most recently. And then to kind of summarize everything, sometimes it requires going back multiple times. Okay. Cause mm-hmm. with this initial group that I was getting started with, it took me reaching out to guys several times to make sure we could coordinate our schedules. Cause he's busy. I'm busy. Um, it took me about three or four times to reach out to Abby at this new group, Palmetto Spots to get them to say, Hey, look, can I stop by the office? Can I bring information? And it was after treating one of their patients and they got to see it kind of like their, their sample. Um, and they were like, Oh, well, this guy really knows what he's doing or gal knows what he's doing. And it took about, I'd say probably three or four, like soft touches before yeah. we actually got to the point where we started to see more and more consistent referrals from them. So uh, following up with them is important because I'm also next to a breastfeeding center in my office. Oh, wow. And I've been on their case for two years since I opened <laughs> my doors about, hey, look, I I have a laser. I can help you guys. You don't have to send all your patients like 35, 40 minutes away or to the ENT, which parents have bare experience with. I, I'm right here. And it took me like two years of constantly going over there like, every three months, like, hey, I'm here. Can I meet with the doctors? Or, hey, uh, it's in the area. I decided to bring you guys some, you know, snacks or things like that. Or, hey, can I talk to you about patient consultants? And I actually ran into one in the parking lot when we were leaving work one day. And I was like, we were doing an event and I went from my office and I was like, hey, you know, you guys are next door to me. What's it going to take for me to sit down with you guys and like talk about these things? And she's like, I'll talk to you. I'll come to your office and talk with you. But it took me two years to get there of constantly going back and being like, okay, you know, can I talk to you guys? And she came over to my office on her lunch break and I was on lunch and we both sat down together and we talked about, you know, how we view treatment and stuff. And it took her saying, ever since we had that conversation, it's been pretty consistent with getting children referred to us pretty consistently, infants primarily for that Mm. procedure, um, which, you know, from a marketing standpoint of view to ROI um, can be very profitable. It's done in the right way. I'm yeah. not saying about ROI, but I mean, truly we have to have a return on our investments. And then some of those things, some other groups in the area I'm still reaching out to, and I, I'll reach out to them. I reach out to them for Christmas time. I'll reach out again to them prior on Valentine's day as well, just to kind of touch base and <laughs> show my face again and be like, I'm still here. I didn't forget you. Hope you didn't forget me. You know, yeah. I just continue to remind them of that. 
That's so that's good. Kind of my experience has been with specialty groups in the area, just consistently, and then putting your name and your face out there and letting them know that even if they don't want to refer a patient to you, they have questions, you can be a resource for them and say, hey, look, I'm here to help you. Um, I understand if you never refer a patient to you, your office has protocols for otherwise. I'm still a resource for you as a, as a specialist to specialist. I'm still a resource for you. I can help you if you need help or you have questions about something. Yeah, I like that. On the office where you did three to four soft touches to follow up, mm-hmm. what did you initially say? And then what were you saying for the, the, the follow-ups? So, but the initial one was introducing myself. Hey, I'm Dr. Gabe Ross. I'm from Oak Landing Pediatric Dentistry. Um, I'm a specialist in the area. One of my specialties that I have within my practice is tethered oral tissues. I know that they can affect speech for speech therapists. Um, When can we set up a time to kind of discuss how we can best help each other? Because I need a good speech therapist to refer my patients to. And so kind of doing that little, you know, dangle of, hey, there's some, uh, you know, something in it for you too, some reciprocity here. And I, I, I do like that because I do refer them. Yeah. Um, in those offices, we have parents come in, especially from just moving to the area. We tell them, hey, you know, um, I see some issues in your child here with their speech and things. And they're like, oh, yeah, they've always had problems. We just kind of like work through it. And I'm like, well, can I get you in touch with a good speech therapist? Because I have one and they're great and they're a fantastic group and they're going to be awesome. And they're like, yeah, yeah, you know what? That would be great. We would like, we'd love that. And so it's kind of reciprocity back and forth with those things. Um, so that was the first touch with them. The second touch was, hey, you know, uh, I noticed, you know, we reached out to you guys. And I think we saw one patient from you, but I just want to let you know if you guys have anything else or do I need to stop by and bring some more things or we, hey, you never got that lunch with me. Let's let's schedule that time. You know, let's let's do it together. Let's get together and get to meet each other a little bit better outside of the office or just trying to push them to have. For me, it's FaceTime. Yeah. I, I, even with COVID, I, I think if we spend some time together, at least five or 10 minutes, I'm going to have a much better chance and success of you going, it's not just an office, it's a person. And I know that person and I can say I've talked to that person and I kind of feel comfortable with that person. So that for me is kind of the, um, the thing right there, having physical face-to-face interaction or six feet or mass, I, I, however you want to do it. You know, yeah. It's like trying to get that in-person contact versus like just sending it because you just send gifts all the time or you just like stop in when they're not there or they're busy or, and I stopped in different times too. So I picked like lunch. I picked like later in the evening. I picked like mid afternoon. I picked like early in the morning. Like I kind of like varied my times up a little bit to try and see because they're busy too. Right. And they have clients and they see patients and then sometimes it took just waiting, like sitting in their waiting room <laughs> and just like being able to wait and be like, okay, I know you were the patient. I'm going to wait till you're done and then we'll chat and then I'll leave. Okay. But I'm yeah. going to wait for you. I'm not going to be like, Oh, I don't have time to wait for them. Cause that kind of shows them you don't have time to actually like listen to them. You actually have just like other things to do. Yeah, no, that's, that's super. I think that's always like, I, I noticed, and I think I talked about it in the course too, but like whenever you show up in person, like you get a lot more, I guess like closing rate, like, you know what I mean? Or to call it that. But um, you do because I mean, there's something about that person to person interaction when you actually have that like connection with somebody, you both find out, hey, you know, we both went to USC, we both love the Gamecocks. I mean, you could, you know, say that, or hey, we're both big, you know, uh, Clemson fans, or some kind of way of connecting beyond just your specialty or your service that you have. It, it makes that connection memorable, even if it's just like, oh, you know, we went to the same high school together or your sibling goes to the same high school as me or, you know, something like that. 
something silly like that, it, it's still enough to connect and make people remember you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Awesome, Gabe. So I appreciate your time. And if anyone has further questions, you can definitely find them on the Dental Marketer Society Facebook group, or where can they reach out to you directly? Uh, if they want to reach out direct to me, I'm perfectly fine with them uh, texting me or emailing. Um, this goes out to pediatric dentists or other dentists the like, that's fine. Uh, my email address is um, Dr. Gabe, D-R-G-A-B-E at oaklandingkids.com. You can also text me on my cell phone, 803-537-9136. Happy to always help a colleague out or you know, encourage them or kind of just shoot the breeze or you know talk about things they may be having questions about, things that work for me and, and things that don't work for me. <laughs> so we can both learn together, okay? All right. Thank you for being with me on this Monday morning marketing episode. All right. Thanks, man. 